0: This is Cambridge Judge Business School's online knowledge centre with expert commentary, analysis and insights into the issues of the day. Lessons in Leadership was the title of Richard Baker's Cambridge Leadership Seminar presentation and what lessons they were too. Among the youngest chairman in the FTSE 100, he now chairs Whitbread, DFS, Virgin Active and the Global Advisory Council for AMIA, owners of Nectocard. His pre chairmanship career as a CEO took in the Boots Group, where he engineered the merger with Alliance Unichem, another FTSE 100 company. Out of it came a European healthcare giant, employing 100,000 people in 14 countries. In his four year watch, share price more than doubled, creating £5 billion in incremental shareholder value. His remarks took in his work at Boots, Asda, and Mars. There were many lessons and many messages, but was there a single overarching takeaway for his audience?
1: Yes, I think the key message is that strategy is very important in companies, but it is leadership that gets stuff done. And executing a strategy is much more important than writing it. And if you're going to get large numbers of people to execute whatever strategy you've decided upon, the quality of your own personal leadership and those around you will define how well the job gets done.
0: I guess a real challenge for leadership is is and one that you probably have experienced or possibly have experienced is going into a new company and finding that actually a there isn't a strategy or b the strategy is totally wrong.
1: Yes, quite often the, uh, that that's the case, but interestingly, um in the companies I've worked in, I haven't started with the strategy. Um, I've recently become the chairman of Whitbread, and on Monday evening I went and worked on reception in my local Premier Inn for five hours, slept overnight in the bedroom there, and the next morning got up early and did check out with the receptionist team for three hours. And the reason I did that, and I've done that sort of thing over the years, my first day at Boots as Chief Executive, I visited six stores on the first day is actually execution is more important than strategy. And when companies go wrong, it's generally uh, because they're executing badly, not because they've got the wrong strategy. In fact, today I've written to the team of people I worked with at Whitbread on Monday night, uh, and this evening at 10 o'clock I'm going to drop in on the way home and deliver a tin of Cadbury's Heroes chocolates and a, a bunch of purple and white flowers for them to put on reception as a little thank you from me to them. And what that says is I think in the most successful businesses, the gap between the boardroom and the front line is as short as it possibly can be. And even if you are in the boardroom in a non-executive capacity, experiencing what your customers want and how well your employees are able to deliver
0: it firsthand is completely vital. Time and again, through the course of your your lecture this evening, you came back to that principal word of communication, the importance of communication.
1: I think one of the principal roles of a leader is to communicate. And of course, the thing that we all think of immediately in communication is talking. But actually, uh, as all people learn, the most powerful form of communication is two-way. And I did talk this evening about the importance of listening, And in fact, I think the more senior you get in businesses, the more important it is to develop very good listening skills, which is a combination of listening and questioning. You have to ask the right questions. But but generally, if you're gaining experience along the way, you will learn what to ask. And then listening very carefully to the answers, you you will find out much more about the business uh, by talking to the people who work in the company than you will by reading a report in the boardroom. I mean, I think a feature of good listeners is they always ask a follow-up question. And interestingly, I took an investor around one of my companies recently, and the factory manager who was doing the tour noted this very point. They said that person was really interested in in the business. And I know that because they didn't just ask a banal question and hear, hear a straightforward answer. They asked question upon question upon question. And I think that's one of the keys to really good listening and really good learning, is you really trying to get to the root of things. The employees in large companies, they know what's working and what's not working. They know which bits of the operation are failing. They know which bits of IT are not working, are slowing the job down or whatever it is. And therefore, for me, I've learned that strategy becomes reasonably easy if you've done good listening first. An expression I often use is,
0: time spent in reconnaissance is rarely wasted. You have been chief executive of, of a number of leading companies. You are now chairman of a number of leading companies. As a chief executive, you were very hands-on. As a chairman, yes, you are hands-on in a different way. But has there ever been the, the, the occasion that you've, you've felt like saying to the chief executive in your position as chairman, you're wrong, do it this way?
1: Oh, um, very frequently and almost every day. And by the way, that is not a criticism of the chief executive, full stop. It's just the simple truth that two people looking at any situation will see it from a slightly different point of view and I think one of the important things for a chairman to judge is when to intervene and when not. One of the things I talked about um, in the lecture just now is the importance of the chairman backing the chief executive. Uh, Running any organisation is the hardest job anyone will do and it is much, much harder to be a chief executive than it is to be a chairman. And therefore, giving that chief executive the largest amount of support you can, both publicly and privately, is really important. And if you undermine your chief executive on a frequent basis by constantly challenging everything they think, you will erode their confidence. And confidence is a very important contributor
0: to people's leadership skills. You spent some time talking about Sir Nigel Rudd, who was chairman of Boots, when you moved in as the chief executive. And you had a very close relationship with him, but he spelt out the lines, didn't he, before it all started?
1: Oh, Nigel made the deal very clear on the day before I started. Um, And uh, he uh, he explained that, um, to the previous point we were discussing, he said, Richard, I'll back you till I sack you. And I said, Nigel, that's an interesting thought the day before I start a job working for you in a new company. What does that mean? And he basically said, we will be together as a team. We'll have our debates in private, but in public we will be united and we will provide this company with very strong leadership together. You'll run the company, I'll run the board, we'll have our debates in private, but together uh, we will be locked tight. However, if the day comes where I can no longer support you, then we will have a relatively swift and grown-up conversation about you leaving the company, and that's how it works.
0: And has that maxim stayed with you right the way through your your career from chief executive through to chairman?
1: I think it has. I hope it has. I I think having been a chief executive, I empathise strongly with, uh, at the current time, the three chief executives who look after the companies that I'm the chairman of. And because I know how tough their job is and the trials and tribulations and the dilemmas that go into your head at 3 o'clock in the morning when you lie there staring at the ceiling, Um, I, I try and give them maximum support. The truth about large companies is that the stuff that arrives on the chief executive's desk is the stuff that's too hard for anybody else to fix or too risky a decision for anyone else to take. And so the chief executive's day is full of impossible challenges. And therefore, a chief executive not only needs a good chairman who's going to manage the board, but they also need a counsellor, a therapist, a supporter, every now and then a critic. But, you know, that has to be kept in balance. I'm much more in favour of, you know, eight well done's and two have you thought
0: about's, as opposed to the reverse. Final point. Where do you stand? I suspect I know the answer. But where do you stand on, on this, this theory that a chairman and a chief executive can be one and the same person?
1: I do not believe quite black and white on this, I do not think they should do the same job uh, and I don't think they should be the same person. I also think it's, uh, and I think this is common thinking, so I'm not being radical in my commentary here, but uh, I think it's generally a bad idea for a chief executive to become the chairman. Firstly, I think there should be two separate jobs because there are two distinct jobs to be done. When a chief executive becomes a chairman, they will not allow things to change because anything that changes subsequently is by definition a, a criticism of what they did previously. So it is much better... To have an independent chairman uh, and a completely separate chief executive, I think that's that's a well-proven model. Richard Baker,
0: thank you very much. This programme was produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online broadcast series.